This podcast is an official declaration of war against the state of New Mexico. I can only imagine that at this point, with the podcast being so new, that anyone who's listening got offended at the cover art and decided to give it a listen. And they are people from New Mexico. People who love New Mexico but don't live there anymore, or people who live there and love it and defend it with their dying breath. You turned on the podcast because you wanted to be offended, because you're knights in shining armor who wanted to come to New Mexico's defense. Ew, you talking shit about New Mexico. Let's hear what you have to say, and then I'm gonna say some stuff back. Because you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes I do. I know all about New Mexico. I lived there for 24 years. I lived there for 24 years. I was born and raised there. I've always wanted to do a podcast. My problem with finding a topic about what to do for a podcast was that I could never narrow down a focus. What was the topic of the podcast, the overarching topic of the podcast going to be? I could never decide on that. I have a lot of interests. A lot of them, you know, I don't really care enough about to do a podcast about, a consistent podcast about. And so in my thinking, I was like, well, okay, I hate the United States. Maybe I could do a podcast about the hating the United States, but that's not very original. Plenty of people have podcasts about the United States hating the United States. And it took me a while, but then I looked at what I do on a daily basis. What I do, what do I do in my free time? And in my free time, I scroll Instagram, I scroll Facebook, and I look at people I know from New Mexico and I judge them. I look at their lives and I say, what a horrible existence. You still live in New Mexico or you're from New Mexico and you're living a shit life somewhere else. And I, I thought to myself, well, there's a topic that I, I'm, I'm passionate about that I have a sustained passion for, a sustainable passion. That's what you need for a podcast, to do a podcast. You need a sustained passion, something that is not going to fizzle out. And my hatred for New Mexico will never fizzle out. Now, I am one of those people who is from New Mexico, moved away, and is living a shit life. However, I am trying to improve that life, as I imagine these people, other people who have moved out of New Mexico somewhere else, they're trying to improve their lives. They're going to fail. I am not. I'm, I'm either going to not improve my life and I will kill myself, or I will improve my life and I will not be from New Mexico anymore. Because you can't have a successful life if you're from New Mexico. So once you become successful, then you're no longer from New Mexico and you no longer talk about it. I think the, the most fitting first topic for us to examine and listen to is the state song of New Mexico. So give it a listen. Azure. 
Azure. There's no reason to describe it as Azure. Call it blue. You're trying to make poetry, but you're dealing with bargain basement bullshit in New Mexico. The sky is blue. It's not Azure. You're using a, uh, a $10 word for a 10 cent sentiment. Breezes blow, kissed by the golden sunshine. Is Nuevo Mexico. Nuevo Mexico. God, I hate that. Home of the Montezuma, with fiery hearts aglow. State of the deeds historic is Nuevo Mexico. Oh, fair New Mexico, we love, we love you so. That's the chorus. Here's the, this is the chorus. Our hearts with pride will flow. Yeah, that line was, our hearts with pride o'er flow, no matter where we go. You see the rhyming scheme. You see how cheap the rhyming scheme is for the song. Oh, New Mexico, we love, we love you so. The grandest state to know, New Mexico. Rugged and high Sierra. That's a very that's a very strange line. Fields full of sweet alfalfa. I'm not an expert on alfalfa. Do people actually eat alfalfa or is it just something that you feed cows or something? Okay, it's frequently used to feed horses and rabbits, but it's good for people, too. Yeah, the people of New Mexico love alfalfa because they are barn animals. Riches, perfumes bestow, state of the apple blossoms, is Nuevo Mexico, oh, This is a garbage, it's, it's garbage music, it's garbage lyrics, it's pure garbage. This one, this line, is beyond retorted. Days that are full of heart dreams. Nights when the moon hangs low. Days that are full of heart dreams. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, obviously, I think it probably means days that are full of the dreams of your heart. But what does that mean? It's a, it's a nonsense line. It, it's just another line that is 
faux meaningful. This is white woman meaningful. Something that sounds good, but it has no substance. I don't want to use a trope that is so trite as a Twinkie, but let's say it's a zebra cake. It looks good, but it has no nutritional value. That's what this line is. Dreams that are days that are full of hard dreams. No substance. When you actually look at it and break it down, there's no substance. Just like New Mexico, a state that looks good, but underneath, when you get when you open up the body, there's no substance. It's just rot inside. It's full of maggots and decay. Another horrible line, beaming, it's been addiction. I mean, these lines are, they're using words they absolutely had to look into a dictionary to define, and they use them because they fit into the syntax and the, the rhyming scheme and... Whatever, I, I don't know the full terminology when it comes to music writing. I'm not a faggot like that. I don't write music. But these they're using words they never use in their real life. And that's what's so um, inauthentic and offensive about this is it's high-grade bullshit. Land with its bright manana. Land with its bright tomorrow. Coming through wheel and woe. What is... I, 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 I haven't even actually heard of wheel. I don't know what that is. The public wheel. The good. Okay, so it means good. Coming through good and sorrow. Wheel and woe. Good and sorrow. <laughs> Here's the next line. I can't even roll my R's that well. State of our esperanza is Nuevo Mexico. Is Nuevo Mexico. <laughs> I have to listen to that line again. And that's the singer's way of saying, hey, I'm Latina. You know, I, I, I'm i Latina. I'm representative of the great state of Nuevo Mexico. I can roll my R's like a motherfucker. Oh, fair New Mexico. We love, we love you so. Our hearts with pride will flow. No matter where we go. Oh, fair New Mexico. New Mexico, New Mexico. Oh, no, no, no.
pure garbage, hot garbage. And I, I you know, it's low hanging fruit. I mean, does any state have a good state song? No, but it is, it is just one, um, it's just another thing that we can criticize New Mexico for. I can criticize New Mexico for, and I can use it to defend or offend, I should say, offend, uh, you, you filthy desert rats who are listening. And eventually I do hope that I find people who hate New Mexico, who are either living there still or um, have moved away. Um, and I hope you can find some sense of companionship, some sense of empathy with what I'm saying. But I imagine it's going to take a while for me to reach those people. And in the meantime, I'm just going to have people who are... Uh, fans of New Mexico listening. So, some quick headlines that I, I, I pulled up on uh, Google when it comes... I just typed in New Mexico News. And so we have some sports bullshit as the first two results. Um, not very good. Here's one, though. Magnitude 5.3 Texas earthquake felt in New Mexico. Let's look at this. New Mexico doesn't really get uh, earthquakes, which some people think is a good thing. I think it's a bad thing because if we don't get earthquakes, that that's one less method of destruction we have to destroy the state of New Mexico. Anyway, the quake was centered near Midland, Texas, and they have some quotes here uh, from Twitter to people in New Mexico on Twitter. Anyone in Las Cruces feel the 5.3 earthquake near Midland, Texas about 20 minutes ago? I didn't, but I'm curious if others did. This guy lives in, in, in Las Cruces, which is southern New Mexico. And Midland is probably about five hours away from Las Cruces. And this guy... Apparently, he's somebody at New Mexico State University in Las Cruces. He goes, I felt it on the third floor of Skeen Hall. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. 5.3. 5.3 ain't shit. Is it? What's the... Is it the Richter scale? Scale? Earthquakes? Yeah, I don't think a 5.3 is... Yeah, it's moderate. Five, five and six are moderate. And this this will be a recurring theme throughout this podcast is just how, you know, in areas where New Mexico doesn't absolutely um, suck and is awful and horrible, the other, like, New Mexico is on a spectrum. On the far side of the spectrum is terrible, horrible, awful, no good, very bad, um, abominable, you know, all the adjectives that you can think of on the other side of the spectrum is mediocre, middling, um, average. No, I, that's a little too generous, but average, mid-card, let's say, but really mediocre. So uh, it, New Mexico ranges from abominable to mediocre. And this just goes to prove that theory of mine. You know, 5.3, average, moderate. No big deal. Whatever. Who gives a shit? You know? So you had a 5.3 earthquake. 
Who gives a fuck? Nobody. And all these sports stories, they're all about, you know, college, a few uh, high school football. <laughs> Here's one. Unemployment rate in New Mexico continues on downward trend. Oh, I bet it doesn't. Oh, I bet it doesn't. Mexico is awful when it comes to jobs. One of the reasons I... One of the lesser reasons that I left. More so, I left New Mexico because... And I wanted to get out of New Mexico because it is just such a garbage state. And we'll cover that more as time goes on. I'll give you more and more examples to solidify that thesis. Nash... Okay, here, the, here's the lead. And this is, this is what makes... In the uh, in the eyes of KRQE Albuquerque News 13, this is what makes New Mexico good. Nationally, it might not be the case, but unemployment levels in the state are changing. The numbers in New Mexico are continuing to drop. The unemployment rate in New Mexico is coming in at 4.1% for November. That's a huge drop from the 2021 numbers of 6%. There were more than 24,000 jobs added in that, in that time frame. The national unemployment rate has not changed from 3.7%. So, okay, you see the little shuffle that they do. The unemployment rate in November in New Mexico is 4.1%. The national unemployment rate is 3.7%. But this KRQE is saying... Um, <laughs> the unemployment rate dropped to 4.1%. So that's good. Yeah. But the unemployment rate is still above the national average. Why? Because New Mexico is a horrible place for jobs. New Mexico is a horrible place for jobs. Do not move there thinking that you're going to be able to get a good job. You can get a job. This is the thing. The economy of New Mexico. I'll give you I'll give you some deep insight into this. The economy of New Mexico, there are two economies, right? You have the black market economy and then you have the regular economy. Black market economy is uh, guns, drugs, um, stolen cars, hubcaps, uh, chop shops, all that kind of shit, anything you can imagine. And then the white the let's call it the white economy or the regular economy is breweries and casinos and to some degree also federal funding that comes and funds all these uh national laboratories sandia national laboratories uh, los alamos national laboratories blah 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 whatever but primarily the the economy in new mexico is run by two things uh breweries and casinos so if you're moving to new mexico get a job your your primary options are to sell crack if you want to do the black market economy stuff or get a job as a car, car dealer or a uh, cocktail waitress at a casino or become an alcoholic and sell beer at these fucking these awful I, I cannot express my disdain enough for these breweries these and to call them hipster is so boring and cliche I can't bring myself to do it but they are the, they are, let, let's say, if you're fans of, if you know Pokemon, which I imagine you do, I imagine, I, I know a lot of people from New Mexico who love Pokemon Go, so I think this analogy will be very apropos. 
let's say the the char the charmander of the hipster is you know somebody with a beanie and he listens to arcade fire right and then the charizard which i think is the final form of the charmander the charizard of the hipster is that same guy working or even better owning his own brewery and i just have to say how the fuck did you get funding how the fuck did you find money to open your own goddamn brewery we'll get into that more that is a topic i do want to cover in depth is just the the dearth the um wealth <laughs> let's say of breweries in new mexico so okay going back to the headlines though more sports bullshit <laughs> here's a good one from indian country today alcohol related deaths in new mexico rose sharply in 2021 i don't know i doubt they rose sharply i mean i think there's always just kind of a high level of alcohol related deaths in new mexico but let's say let's see what the article has to say more than 2200 new mexicans died of alcohol related causes in 2021 Yep, okay. Well, here's the here's the next line. Capping a decade in which such fatalities nearly doubled and setting a new high water mark in a state already beset by the worst drinking crisis in the nation. Worst drinking crisis in the nation. The most alcoholic state in the nation. The booziest, worst uh alcoholic state in the nation. And it's very appropriate, I think, that we just talked a little bit about breweries. It is an alcoholic state. And the the boom, the brewery boom in New Mexico did nothing. It actually worsened the alcoholism and alcohol-related deaths in New Mexico. Alcohol-related deaths uh, experienced a 17% uptick in 2020 and another 13% jump in 2021. A sharp and concerning increase. <laughs> I would say that's sharp and concerning. A thirty percent, a thirty percent upward trend in uh, two years. Uh, you know <laughs> that, that, that makes me think. Probably some of you are alcoholics. If you're listening from New Mexico, you're fucking alcoholics. You go to these breweries and you booze it up, and you think you're having a great time and you're living your best life. And, you know, these filthy goddamn breweries, these disgusting breweries with their food truck level food. We have to do something about it, said a state senator. Uh, we need to put more resources into treatment programs and prevention programs and also raise the excise tax. I don't know. That's probably not going to do anything. Yeah, increase taxes on uh, drinking, on alcohol, raise taxes on alcohol. I don't think that's going to do anything. Um, because in New Mexico, what else are you going to spend your money on? Alcohol is the most readily available drug anywhere, but in New Mexico, there's, there's really nothing else. I mean, how many times can you actually go to Beow Wolf? I, eventually you're going to say, I've had enough of this. I want to go get a, I want to go get smashed up and you're going to spend the, you spend the most of your money as a New Mexican, you spend the most of your money on alcohol. Let's face it. 
that's primarily you can say oh no i <laughs> i like to set aside some money for my christmas tamales i like i like to <laughs> i'd like to have a christmas fund for tamales no 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 you spend the bulk of your money on alcohol because you're an alcoholic piece of shit from new mexico and there's nothing else to do in new mexico i get it you drink because you're bored you want to get blasted into oblivion because you live in new mexico and there's nothing else to do so except you know get killed by some uh <laughs> some cholos on uh in downtown albuquerque moving on to a new topic god i mean just li look at all these sports stories it's all these sports stories that nobody gives a shit about well people give a shit about but they don't really give a shit about because if you actually gave a shit about sports in new mexico you would have a professional team but you don't have you don't care enough to go to a professional you don't care enough to put your money toward a professional team. No, you focus on all these uh, college teams and maybe the high school teams, but listen to these headlines. 2022 New Mexico Bowl prediction odds line spread BYU versus SMU picks best bets from proven com computer model. Uh, Amarillo's hot Amarillo highs Mason Graham commits to play QB for New Mexico State. New Mexico Bowl, who will win and why? Uh, we will win this game. Confident SMU ready to face shorthanded BYU in 17th annual New Mexico Bowl. This is funny. We're talking about these are all New Mexico. This is funny. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't even realize this because I'm not a sports guy. I don't give a shit. But reading these headlines, BYU and SMU, these are not New Mexico teams. These BYU is from Utah. SMU is I don't know what SMU is. SMU Mustangs, wherever, who gives a fuck where they're from, but these are not New Mexico teams. They're coming to Albuquerque to play in the New Mexico Bowl, and so all these uh, Albuquerque or New Mexico news sites are covering this because it peripherally pertains to New Mexico. Again, just another example of the mediocrity of New Mexico. Yeah, who wants it more? BYU, SMU, say winning New Mexico Bowl means a lot for different reasons. Why would it mean a lot? Why would it mean a lot? You win the New Mexico Bowl. I mean, are you going to put the trophy up on your mantelpiece? Or are you going to have people over in 20 years and say, I was the QB of the team that won the New Mexico Bowl back in 2022? No, you're not. It doesn't, you don't give a shit. Nobody gives a shit. New Mexico, nobody gives a shit about New Mexico. It means nothing. Uh, Montana Tech travels to New Mexico for a pair of games. What is, oh, this is a basketball game. I mean, if people real if people don't care about football in New Mexico, they really don't give a fuck about uh, basketball. Here, we'll go to this story. This is a very interesting um, headline. Of course, you would find this in the Santa Fe New Mexican. New Mexico pagans prepare to recognize magic of winter solstice with ceremony. These quote-unquote witches... <laughs> the yeah Wiccan High Priestess prepares for the winter solstice on December 21st when the sun's warmth and light will reach New Mexico for only 9 hours and 47 minutes for pagans it is the symbolic death and rebirth of the sun god who is said to gain his strength slowly over the coming months the thing that all people of New Mexico share is that they are trash myself included but there are varying levels of trash right and different different types of trash throughout the city, throughout the state, rather. The people in, the people in northern New Mexico, like Santa Fe, they are uh, 
pagan trash, perhaps, or Celtic trash, or witch trash. Yeah, it's a way to get information and guidance from the spirit realms. It's a solstice ceremony in which we observe the turn of the seasons, and we ask how we might move through the changes, the passages in life, healing, relationships, home. There is some magic that happens, and I cannot explain it in a logical way. <laughs> but the spirits are connected to the whole group and speak with the individuals who are present. So Wiccans, Druids, and other pagans are gathering in Santa Fe, Hamas Springs to celebrate the Yule time, or the Yule tide. It is the Yule, the end of the dark time, said Laura Lyles of White Rock a third-degree priestess with Our Lady of the Woods, a pagan church and coven in Los Alamos. Yeah, the, the writer of this uh, Santa Fe, New Mexican article, he was like, I get to do some, or no, her, I'm sorry, Marianne Todd, I get to do some research into the Celtic uh, history of the winter solstice and what the ancient Irish did and blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, head up to Santa Fe if uh, and or go to that coven in Los Alamos and celebrate the winter solstice with other um, heretics that are going to hell. Okay, here's a good, here's I had to scroll for a while, but I found this story finally, finally. COVID update: two deaths, 185 hospitalizations, 426 cases. Now, I don't know what the time frame for that reporting is. The time frame that those two people died and those hospitalizations occurred and those cases were reported but let's take a look at the cdc website and see what the numbers are for the country as a whole new cases weekly total 455,466 deaths we have 2,703 hospitaliza hospitalizations we have 5,037 uh, 5, so Again, we see New Mexico coming in substandard, coming in with mediocre numbers, you know? You're falling behind the national average. You know, two deaths in New Mexico, that's it? We had nationwide 2,703. Step up your game, New Mexico. Spread that shit around. We need more of you to die. We need more death in New Mexico. We need more cases. We, meet, we need more hospitalizations. But we damn sure need more deaths in New Mexico. How else are we going to empty out that goddamn state? We need more death in New Mexico. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. A New Mexico man convicted, sentenced for molesting children. Hell yeah. <laughs> serial. Ooh, this is a good. This is a great intro. A serial child, child molester has been sentenced to 85 years in prison. He had the possibility of facing life in prison for the crimes. 85. Five years. Prosecutors said James Hins, 26, sexually assaulted five children over the course of several years. Many of the victims were members of his extended family. Incestuous pedophile. Incestuous pedophile. What a better... There's no better way to characterize a New Mexican, to characterize New Mexico, other than incestuous pedophilia. <laughs> Yeah. 
It's reported Hens often committed these crimes at family gatherings. The abuse came to light in 2020 when he reportedly tried to victimize a sixth child and they reported it. Haynes pleaded guilty in September to the charges. He'll have to serve 68 years before being eligible for release, who would be 94 years old at that time. Beautiful. I want more stories like this. We need the light. We need the all the stories and there are a lot of them we need all the stories of incestuous pedophilia to come to light in new mexico we need to expose the state as the incestuous pit of pedophilia that it is Here, here's an article what would it take for online sport betting to come to new mexico well you would have to get the indians on board with it and that's not really going to happen because they make too much money with the fucking casinos New Mexico organizations improving community health receive over $1.1 million from United Healthcare to expand programs. What a waste of money. That $1.1 million is not going to do shit. No, ma no amount of money that you give to these quote-unquote community health programs is going to do anything to improve the health of the incestuous pedophiles, alcoholics, incestuous pedophile alcoholics of New Mexico. You're all pedophiles. You're all incestuous alcoholics. You're all disgusting. You all deserve to burn in a pit. You all deserve to die from COVID. You're horrible. It's a horrible state. Burn the city, burn the state to the ground, raise it to the ground, you know, and annex the land. This is really what should happen. Okay. New Mexico needs to throw up its hands, throw the white flag up into the air, and say, we have tried, we have tried for 110 years to be our own state. It has not worked. We are a state of alcoholic, incestuous pedophiles. We cannot manage our own finances. We cannot manage our health. We are criminals. Our economy is run by alcohol and uh, gambling. We give up. And we're open to being to being annexed by Arizona, by Colorado, by Texas, hey, even by Mexico. You know, we'll figure it out somehow. Maybe we'll just we'll just we'll go down to Mexico and we'll be part of Mexico. You know, but the state needs to be annexed. the The state cannot be responsible for itself. It's never been responsible for itself. It's always had help from the federal government. It's always had help from outside money. They cannot, you cannot produce, the state of New Mexico cannot produce its own money. It cannot pay for itself. It is a, uh, <laughs> it is a, um, a bum. It's a bum of a state. You cannot manage your own education. You cannot manage the health of your people. You cannot manage crime. You cannot manage anything. You're alcoholic, pedophile, incest people. You need a daddy. You need a guardian. You need a caregiver. You <laughs> you are a mentally unstable adult, and you need uh, and you need to be put into an adult care facility, a mental health care facility. You're out of control. The state is out of control in terms of its uh, trashiness. You're running rampant. And you, you are a danger to the public good, let's say. New Mexico is a danger to the public good. If you go to New Mexico, you will die, be crippled, maimed, uh, you'll be driven insane. You know, somebody needs a uh, conservator. You know, let's get, let's get, let's put the state of New Mexico into the conservatorship of the Britney Spears family. Let's do that. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
Here's a good one. What is New Mexico's favorite Christmas song? Of course, of course, it would be Mariah Carey's All I Want For you Christmas Is You. How original. New Mexico Shep highlights Biscochito on national television. Okay. Biscochitos. Oh my fucking God. What makes the Biscochito so fucking disgusting? In theory, just by the description of what you would describe, how you would describe a Biscochito, it's a cookie with cinnamon sugar, right? Let's make sure I'm describing that accurately. Biscochito. Biscochito. Okay. So, state cookie of New Mexico. NewMexicoTrue.org. NewMexico.org. Biscochitos. Cinnamon and sugar. Okay. That sounds good. But then there's a third ingredient. And I don't know if it's very well known about... I, I don't know if this ingredient is very well known. But it is called anise. And I can only imagine that anise is the ingredient that turns a, a, a simple yet delicious cinnamon sugar cookie into a hockey puck that you want to hit and get it away from you as fast as possible. Biscochitos are fucking disgusting. Let's take a look at what anise is. I'm pretty sure it's like an herb extract. It's a uh, anise spice. It's a spice. Ugh. Yeah, it is bad. The flavor and aroma of its seeds have similarities with some other spices and herbs such as star anise, fennel, licorice, and tarragon. Just a just a, a tip um, to all the abuelas, abuelitas, and the rich white women out there who appropriate Latino, Chicano culture. Just make the cinnamon sugar. Just use cinnamon sugar. Don't. Don't get the anise. Don't go to Whole Foods and get, go to the specialty spice aisle and get the anise. Um, it's disgusting. Nobody likes it. I, I, I've never heard anyone say, I like anise. You know, it's not something. I, I, frankly, I haven't heard anyone say, I like Biscochitos. I, I sure as fuck don't like Biscochitos. And Biscochitos are the things that the the abuelitas and the rich white women who appropriate the culture, they always bring them to like family gatherings or weddings, and they're always homemade, and they're like, oh, try my Biscochitos, they're still warm, and you try them, and the fact that they're still warm, I think is even worse, because that the heat, it causes the anise, I think, to be more pungent, it gags you more. When you put it in your mouth, anise I think is the culprit in in what ruins the biscochito. I think the anise is the culprit, and we need we actually need to outlaw anise. And if you've never had it, I encourage you to try it at least once. It's worth trying at least once to understand what I'm talking about, and you can understand um, why it's so bad. We have to live through experiences. We have to form opinions based on experiences. And that is why all the Biscochitos that I've tried and spat out, uh, I'm using that experience to say we need to outlaw anise. And of course, the Biscochito would be the state cookie of New Mexico, even though nobody likes it. If you like Biscochitos, please leave a comment 
Maybe I'll set up an email that you can email me at. Uh, but if you like Bisco Cheetos and you you can honestly say you like Bisco Cheetos, please contact me and I will I will consider your opinion and I will mock you on this podcast because Bisco Cheetos are toxic sludge. I don't know what this is about, but let's take a look at it. New Mexico seeks tougher provisions for U.S. nuclear dump. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just turn the state into a nuclear waste facility into a however big it is you know yeah i i mean who gives a shit turn the state into a nuclear dump how big is new mexico by square footage uh 121,697 miles squared so turn all that turn it into the world's largest nuclear dump the largest nuclear waste site in the world 121,697 square mile nuclear waste facility. Oh, here's a story that nobody cares about, but the uh, KRQE still reported on it. Uh, Neon Vowels, a short film wrapped filming in November. It was filmed in and around Cochiti Pueblo. Uh, the story of a robot starts defining its own identity through multiple interactions. Oh yeah, the New Mexico. We're gonna. This is a topic that I, I am, I have so many opinions about. But the uh, New Mexico Film Office says production employed about fifteen New Mexico crew members, six New Mexico principal actors, and five extras. Fifteen, fifteen, twenty-one, twenty-six. So twenty-six people got a job for filming this short film, and uh, used. Uh, probably some state funding or got state permits or something, but I'm moderately well acquainted with the film industry in New Mexico. Well, not the film industry. Let's let, let me walk that back a little bit. I am well acquainted with film people in New Mexico, i.e., people who majored in film and production and then went on to become part of the <laughs> the quote unquote. New Mexico Film Industrial Complex. These people talk ad nauseum about the film industry, the booming film industry in New Mexico. Everything's booming, right, in New Mexico. Everything's booming. Yeah, the uh, the Percocet industry is booming in New Mexico. The cannabis industry is booming in New Mexico. The uh, alcoholic uh, driving while drunk industrial complex is booming in New Mexico. No, but they really talk a lot about the film industry booming in New Mexico. And um, that that is a, a topic we'll narrow in on in a subsequent episode. There's no such thing as the film industry in New Mexico. The film industry comes out of California, comes out of Los Angeles. And the people there say, God damn, it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive filming in California. So let's look for some cheaper places that look like California. Moderately, you know. You can, you can find landscapes in New Mexico that look like the desert landscapes of California. You can find places in New Mexico that look like Death Valley because it truly is Death Valley, right? This entire corridor from Southern California through Arizona into New Mexico and into West Texas, that is just one long Death Valley, you know? They cut it off too soon in California. They said, okay, this is the end of Death Valley. Motherfucker, no, it's not. Death Valley extends all the way into West Texas through the entire state of New Mexico. And dare I say, New Mexico is the worst part 
of Death Valley. It is the deathiest part of Death Valley. So that's why people that that that's the cause of the you know the film industry uh, in New Mexico. It's just Californians moving here, not moving here, but coming here to film so they they can get tax breaks and film cheaper. And people in Mexico work cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah, people, you can get people to work on your production by giving them some bizcochitos. And they say, oh, thank you. And then they gag on the anise. It's a good introduction. And um, I wanted to start this podcast to go over the things I hate about New Mexico, which are plentiful and abundant and uh, frankly, never ending. But I also wanted to start this podcast before I left for New Mexico for the holidays to visit family. And I will have plenty, I'm sure. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to take notes. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to do a new episode. And it will be the I'm the return from New Mexico for the holidays. And uh, we'll have plenty to talk about, plenty to criticize. And uh, I'm going to end this podcast now. However, I do want to go over the, the name of the podcast real quick. Um, so I have that sound bite, that sound clip that it's, uh, Rob Zombie's, uh, war zone from the fantastic film, the Punisher war zone. I thought, you know, I'm declaring war on the state of New Mexico. So I need, I need a, a song that kind of encapsulates the, um, the feelings I have, the, the, the anger and the rage that I have toward the state of New Mexico. Why don't I name the name? Why don't I name the podcast uh, war zone or, you know, war against New Mexico or something. No, but um, I may change it in the future, but I chose the name Fuck Yourself, New Mexico. Go fuck yourself, New Mexico, because it's not artful, just like New Mexico. Nothing about New Mexico is artful. So the title is not artful, but it gets to the point. It gets to the point and it expresses the sentiment of the overall podcast very easily, very nicely, very quickly. And that's something that New Mexico doesn't do. It's not artful and it does not get to the point quickly. It's always, it, it doesn't get anything done quickly. New Mexico is the land of manana, right? So whatever, whatever you have to do today, you can always put off to tomorrow. No, we're starting today. Fuck New Mexico. We're declaring war on New Mexico. Thank you. Bye.